Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Today's an off day for the Padres on this, the 500th episode of Padres Social Hour, where here in this very studio, we've been joined by players, rappers, columnists, sports media moguls, and a couple inanimate objects. I've heard the legends that Jesse hosted one day with just his backpacks. Filling in for the backpack today, we've got Bill Center, giving partial credit to a man who's been here for all 500 episodes. It takes some skill. Yeah, it takes some skill and talent. Then what makes you think you can do your job? I don't. I have no idea. And rounding out the crew is a woman who knows that bloopers I produced 500 episodes of Padres Social Hour plaque will be a real chick magnet, Annie Heilbrunn. When the ladies come over, they're going to see that plaque, and that's going to seal the deal. And go running the other way. (laughs) That's the problem. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padres Social Hour with your hosts, Mike. Janella, Bill Center, and Annie Heilbrunn. Yes, happy 500! Oh gosh. Oh, uh, these don't make noise. I had these little, right. little that's flowers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great for, uh, yeah, that's the noise really. really I know. Th- I was expecting noise out of this little blower thing, but it's just a visual gag. So, right. uh, But we're here to celebrate. Thanks for joining us on this off day. I also had this party hat that I bought that I was going to wear with the string under my chin, but with the microphone and the size of my head, it's not It's not going as I planned. So it's just not happening? Not happening. But I'm hoping yes. there's confetti good, dropping good. from the ceiling. Like uh, that was Looper's responsibility. So what do you think? That's You think there's a good chance I'm that's going to sure. happen? Right. No. I'm sure there's not. Here we go. Now that you can see us, there you go. Celebration time. Right. Happy and 500. And Thanks the, for being the, here, guys. And the lack of sound was not because it wasn't, uh, just doesn't have any sound. What, what kind, of, what what kind of cheap props did you guys get? These are not cheap. Look at how festive this looks. We've got little RJ wearing it a bobblehead or wearing his party hat. Uh, we had sound. Remember when they were shut out the first three games of the season, the Padres, and then they scored their first runs, and we had those noisemakers, and I had them here, but they've been misplaced. I was looking for them today, <laughs> and they're gone. That. Yeah, I don't know. I thought everybody would leave all the party stuff for us, but alas, not to be. And I do want to clarify one thing. Blooper has not produced all All 500. 500, No, no, no. So hold off on that plaque, I think, a little bit. This is episode 494 for me, then. Okay, so we'll have the Blooper 500 celebration next week, He might not make it. (laughs) That's the problem. He may not get to that finish line, right? I love that Bill opens with a dig. You know, like, he opens that 500th episode with, what kind of party favors are these? That's (laughs) his default mode, yeah. He just comes out and uh, trying to tear it all down. No, we're here to have a good time today. It is Social Hour episode number 500. Thanks for joining us. Uh, We are also, this is big news, uh, because this is Social Media Day, if you've seen that trending online all day today, so fitting for us. We're also debuting today on Facebook Live on the Padres Facebook page, so you can watch us there if you want to check it out. If you haven't seen Facebook Live, I mean, everyone's doing it now. It's where you can see video on demand where you want. We're going to be doing that more and more throughout the season, but today is the debut of us on Facebook, so pretty fitting on episode 500, I think, to have that new platform. You're starting Facebook. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> for, for more people to <laughs> hey, see you, you know Bill. All the kids you know are what? doing it, Bill. As Nikki, I can't get on Facebook. I, we tried to create. You're uh, like blocked? I don't know. I, we, we were, ain't, we're How is Bill not on? I've never what? heard of someone. It, it, Too it generic would, of a name. That's what Nikki I, says. It, it, <laughs> it would not accept my name. And we tried a couple different combinations. And Nikki, who can do anything with a computer, was like, she was flummoxed. Wow. Too like generic of a name I've to get on met. Facebook. Right. Wow. I cannot get on Facebook. Well, well, I used to have, actually, 
<laughs> when when you used to be when you used to have to use landlines to make collect calls, I worked for an organization back east, well, Sports Illustrated, and I would have to call them at three o'clock in the morning, and uh, operators would block me from making uh, collect calls because my name was Bill Center, and they thought I was a collection agency. Oh, and they trying gonna, to pay up, and they weren't going to put them through at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> What, what would you compare Facebook to in, in back in the day, like the party lines, like when you had to share the phone lines with the neighbors? Well, well, I mean that was that was years ago. That, that was in the fifties. Party lines, <laughs> uh, I, I remember them, but no, that was not like Facebook because when anybody got on the party line, there was there was anger because there were two people using the phone at the it's same time. Kind of like time. Facebook. Right. Now Facebook yeah. is anger, yeah, but for a lot of other different reasons. Hopefully right. not for our show. So again, hopefully you're enjoying that. Uh, we've right. got a lot going down today. And for anything we discuss, make sure to use hashtag PadresSH. Uh, get in on the conversation at any point here during the next hour. There's also the chat happening at Padres.com slash social hour. Now later in the show, uh, to celebrate our 500, he hasn't been here for all of the episodes, but Blooper will be sharing some of his favorite memories from those that he's seen. He has been here for the most number of them, so we're going to have some of his favorites, some of your favorites as well. Guys, uh, we also have that taped interview with James Blake, the tennis star that was here yesterday. We'll have that for you. We'll go down on the farm, checking out some prospects. Austin Hedges having an amazing run right now. We'll talk about him at length. Uh, a lot going on, so uh, it's going to be a really fun episode. Wayne Partello is even here to talk about the 500th episode and do some recaps of his memories, so uh, we'll have all that and more. Uh, but the big news now in uh, Padres land, as we right as we went onto the air, and this was uh, first tweeted out by uh, Keith Law, the national writer for ESPN, uh, since confirmed by Dennis Lynn at the UT and a bunch of other uh, writers across the country as well. Looks like Fernando Rodney may be on his way out of town. So Keith Law uh, tweeting, heard the Padres and Marlins are nearing a deal for Fernando Rodney for a good A-ball prospect. And then Dennis Lynn uh, tweeting a little bit thereafter, right as we went on the air, uh, can confirm Padres nearing deal uh, to send Rodney to Marlins, likely for starting pitching prospect. Ryan Bookter seemingly in line for the closer role. Uh, so we'll talk about that, I guess, moving forward for the Padres, what that means in a little bit. But initial reaction, I mean, this is right as you guys were coming in, getting your microphones on and stuff. This is... This is a big one. Well, yeah, but uh, I, I thought they could have gotten a little bit more. Uh, it must be a really good single. Right, we pitcher. still don't know who right, it we is. We don't know who it is. Uh, my only concern is now uh, the way that this bullpen is right now. Bookter did not have a good outing yesterday, and uh, it's really going to be hard getting. It, it makes it even more difficult getting leads to the finish of games. Rodney was Rodney was knockout good. He was perfect, no question. Um, but they only used him 17 times in 79 games. So, they I mean, they only needed yeah. him 17 times for saves. If you're, to me, this signals that there's more to come. Absolutely. Same for you, Annie, or yeah, you I think mean, this is a different take? I, I don't like it because I like Rodney, and I enjoy watching him play, and I think he's done a great job for this ball club. But at the same time, I get it because they're just not using him as much as they would hope that they're using him. Um, and then I think it really is dependent on what Bill said, on who they get back in return. You know, whether, whether or not you like the trade. But as far as losing Rodney, it stinks to see him go. At the same time, you can understand the rationale behind it. It's, and to your point, he, I mean, he was pretty much perfect here. He almost right. had that Randy Jones streak of longest uh, scoreless innings consecutively to start the season. And he goes to a Marlins team where – he probably won't be the closer. They've got A.J. Ramos, who's perfect in his own right, right. 24 for 24. And uh, the Marlins' bullpen, 
they're uh, similar to the Padres in that their starters have been asked to do not that much. They don't get that deep into games this year, and the relievers have pitched a lot of innings for them. So now they get a guy, maybe Rodney gets used a little bit more than we saw here, uh, but in an eighth inning role or in a high leverage role in the sixth or the seventh. But uh, yeah, that's going to be a, a, a good bullpen for the Marlins as they're, they're in that second wild card right now, so they're really right. going for it. Well, it'll be interesting to see how that works out because sometimes you change the role of a closer and it does not work out. They're not used to coming in the eighth. They're, they're very oriented towards one thing. It'll be interesting to see how it works out for Rodney. All right, so let's talk about how it'll work out here. I've, you've already kind of teased, Bill, that you're not so confident in Ryan Buchter yet. Andy, this is a rookie, and he was off to a great start this year. Let's not get it twisted, but he has hit some rough patches lately. How do you see that moving forward? Same way, great start. The bullpen, I thought, was off to a great start this season, and then uh, we've seen so many inconsistencies from them as of later in the last few months. So, but I think also, you know, like, like you said, Mike, there's probably more to come. There's probably going to be more movement, more things happening here, and it's probably part of a bigger picture that uh, is not so dependent on this one single trade. Right. Very few left-handed closers. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. In the major leagues. And through, yeah, historically, yeah. too. And Buchter's only given up runs now in four of his 36 outings, but when he is... Twice he's given them up in bundles as he did yesterday. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's it should, yeah, as the summer continues. And uh, as everyone is on Twitter sourcing who had the original one, I'm giving Bill the hat tip. He's the one who said that maybe more <laughs> is to come. So don't credit me, Annie. That's all on Bill Center here. Sources. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we'll see. And, again, we don't know who that – guy coming back is yet. So that could change the tenor sure. of this move right. 100%. So uh, we'll keep that monitored for you. If anything more happens here in the next hour, we'll certainly get, keep you updated and uh, give our takes on what ends up coming down the pike. All right, but when we come back, we will continue our celebrations a little bit more. Look at that. Wow. See, Bill, you so anti-hat had even bobblehead RJ kick his off now. Right. You're a bad influence on the bobbleheads. And I like RJ better just with the hat. <laughs> well, this <laughs> way you can see the fro. Yeah, we right. don't have him double-hatted. So. Um, all right, we're going to come back and talk some more of Padres Social Hour 500. We're going to talk about the Padres, the San Diego Padres Hall of Fame as well, which opens tomorrow. And it's going to be Wayne Partello, the man to be here to do it with us. But first, I want to remind you that Major League Baseball All-Star Week is coming to San Diego. Get in on the action July 8th through the 12th. Hard to believe it's less than two weeks away, all of this stuff getting down. Uh, but you can visit All-Star Fan Fest, the world's largest interactive baseball theme park. Tickets are available at allstargame.com slash fanfest. When we come back, Wayne Partella will join us as we look back on some of the most fond memories of the first 500 episodes of Padres Social Hour. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to the 500th episode of Padres Social Hour. Glad you could join us here in the AMR studio on what's an off day for the big league club, uh, but not for us. And joining us now, a man who <laughs> never takes a day off either, Wayne Partello. What's Morning. happening? Morning. Good afternoon, guys. Yeah, good How afternoon. are you? Great. This is, this is sort of your baby, right? Uh, yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, it was a project that I took on when I first got here, and uh, it's been nice to see it kind of grow. It was uh, a little scary, episode one, I will tell you. We... Uh, we, uh, Jesse Agler and I were trying to put the plan together and, uh, we were doing, um, Skype interviews with producer candidates and, uh, we interviewed this kid in Buffalo, New York <laughs> and, uh, 
<laughs> his interview was actually amazingly funny afterwards to find out that his mom was in the other room yelling at him <laughs> while we were trying to interview I've him. I've never true, heard that before. True story. Is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom, I'm on an interview. <laughs> she was visiting me. I did info. not live with her. Just, uh, she was visiting. Uh-huh. She was visiting, yeah, just yeah. to be clear. I like that that's the first thing he had to clarify. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of those Wayne's World things yeah. was down in the uh, basement. Yeah, we were working hard and uh, got it ready. And then, uh, yeah, and then Seth joined us at spring training that year. And uh, he arrived. His car was still covered in uh, sand and dirt from Buffalo, uh, from the snow. He drove, drove straight in. And, uh, you know, I remember our first, uh, our first meal with Seth. And uh, we're like, all right, we'll meet you in the morning, you know, get ready. And uh, so he shows up uh, day one wearing, uh, wearing Tom's. <laughs> With socks and uh, Ron Fowler walked over and he's like, "What is uh, what is he wearing on his feet?" And we started laughing and he said, "No, the girl at the store told me the socks go with the toms." So it was like you were just officially upsold, blooper. Yes. And, uh, oh man! <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun and uh, really nice to see the show grow. And uh, you know, it's a place for you know as it's become right for our for our fans to come and hang out and talk Padres every day. And uh, whether the game is happening or not, you still want that fix. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it's on us as an organization to uh, create uh, opportunities for our fans to do that. So uh, good work by you guys. Uh, thanks for the, for the tease, Wayne, because we have a couple tweets from the fans oh uh, early on. So okay. uh, these are good for the 500th episode. Cranky Ed uh, tweeting in, congrats on the 500th show and tagging all of us. Ed's one of our most ardent tweeters. So, hey, this is what makes the show is guys like Ed, right. Jellyman, Jelly Fire Man. Fever, right. Ghost of Ray Carr, all these guys that always uh, and the ladies that chime in. So you guys make the show for us. We wouldn't be here for 500 or it wouldn't be as fun without them, I think, for sure. Absolutely. Um, Ryan Cohen tweeting in, we were talking about favorite memories, and we'll get to Blooper's favorites later. He's okay. been here for the most of them. Uh, Ryan saying, uh, easily when Little John and Padre Central Bill were on the show together. <laughs> that's, I think, on everyone's ballot, right? Yeah, you that's, a, uh, that's a pretty good one. It's, uh, you know, it kind of, you know, it brings together a lot of things that are happening at the park that day. And, uh, right. you know, Bill being one of the uh, long-tenured uh, you know, cover people who cover this team that scribes. Means old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we love you, Bill. But uh, it is uh, it's great. You know, when when you can do different things, and you know, it's important. Petco Park is, is sort of the centerpiece of this community, and it's a place where you bring all of San Diego to get together. And it's great to see um, some some true. Um, People coming at the world from two different angles, as Bill Center and Little, and little John, John sat down right. for uh, for for an entertaining conversation. Right. For all the things Bill has encyclopedic knowledge of and is an aficionado of, uh, the hip hop game is not really top of the <laughs> list. <laughs> no. I don't know if anyone knows that, but yeah, so uh, interesting juxtaposition. Absolutely. Um, let's talk while you, while we got you here, Wayne. Uh, tomorrow too, a big day. Talking about Peco Park being a centerpiece, not just for the Padres but for the community. Hall of Fame's opening up. I mean, you guys got to be stoked for that. Yeah, it's uh, it, you know, it's a year and a half, two years in the making, and uh, the guy sitting next to me is a major part of this project as well, and uh, you know, really uh, bringing the history of the franchise together and helping us look at you know the pieces that needed to be involved in this, and uh, really, really proud. It, it is a uh, you know, it's an important piece of uh, for our fans when they come here to Petco Park. You know, the Hall of Fame is sort of the the the. The, the, the main piece, but if you walk around Petco Park this year, you're seeing a lot more history throughout. Right. You're seeing a lot, you know, giant murals of our legends and p- opportunities to, as you walk around with, with a fan who may not be from here or uh, with your, your, you know, your young kids to point at things and really tell stories of why you became a fan of baseball, why you became a fan of the Padres. And the Hall of Fame will be that place. And uh, we're really proud of it and uh, really excited. It does show, you know, from our ownership standpoint, a tremendous 
uh, dedication to, to this franchise and to this fan base to want to tell the story of our past to make sure we connect with our fans of the future. And I like the fact that it extends beyond just the Major League Padres past. It takes in, it looks back at the Minor League Padres, and if you walk around the ballpark this year, you'll see some scenes of baseball even before the minor league Padres. Yeah, that was San a. Uh, it was, as you start to like look through the history of baseball in San Diego, you find some amazing stories. You'll see some images in the Hall of Fame that you, you know as you walk through, you're like, "Wow, that's pretty cool. Look at that!" And and those stories start to come to life. And as you sit down, you know, uh, with people like Bill and others that have been here for a long time, and they start to tell you their stories that didn't even make the cut that right. are just incredible. That you know we're going to feature in, in other ways throughout the year. That you know, and years to come. That as you go through different things so that it, it won't be the same all the time. You'll come in and you'll see other little stories. And, you know, we brought some technology in there as well and the opportunity to show video. And, you know, our production department here, uh, Pardo's production team, they work really hard. They do really nice work, and uh, they're really proud to show off all of their hard work as well. That's not tomorrow. It's a ribbon cutting at noon for the Hall noon. of Fame. But then the Ted Williams induction is happening later tomorrow night as well. What can we expect out of that? Yeah, so uh, um, uh, representatives of Ted's family will be here. Obviously, the, uh, you know, arguably one of the best baseball players of all time, born here in San Diego, started his professional career with the Padres, and uh, we're really excited. I know uh, this is something that uh, Bill and I have had lengthy conversations about, <laughs> yes. and, and uh, it, Bill is uh, passionate about as well, and we've had you know, really, uh, really good discussions about our Hall of Fame and what it represents, and uh, now that you have a physical space, it's a space to celebrate all of baseball in San Diego and the PCL Padres and before that. Uh, and uh, so we want to, you know, recognize uh, one of the greatest players to come out of that era as well. It's going to be awesome. I, I, I mean, I can't wait to check it all out tomorrow, finally. My, uh, my all-time favorite Ted story is still the fact that he went to Hoover High mm -hmm. because he didn't think he was good enough to play <laughs> on the team at San Diego High. That's unbelievable. I, I think he was. He ended yeah, up being he just probably, okay. He, yeah, he did, did all right. He did all, he all right. Well, right, I, before, you, before you, I just want to say congratulations. Blooper show 496. Uh, <laughs> 494. Don't 494. 494. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we'll have your 500th show next week. Another reason to celebrate and wear hats. So, yeah. uh, But congratulations to all you guys and Jesse, who was here in that seat before yeah. you, uh, and all of your co-hosts uh, who make this what it is, and uh, Nikki and Maddie, who work so hard to make this show every day. People forget. I mean, it's 185 shows and 186 days. You get one day off. Uh, I wouldn't call this... Uh, you know, a ton of uh, hard work over here, <laughs> but uh, my back is but, aching. Yeah, 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 Come it's on. aching. But it is a tremendous uh, undertaking, and it's an important part of connecting with our fans. And uh, we appreciate all your hard work, and uh, thank you so much. And uh, thanks to the fans who uh, who make this what it is, and uh, make make us want to continue to produce this and be part of it with you. So yeah. good job, and thank you for giving us the opportunity. May uh, we have five hundred more at least? We'll see if that could show <laughs> right. a thousand. We'll see you before that. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> That's your decision. <laughs> to make, I'm sure. Wayne Partella joining us here on the 500th episode of Padres Social Hour, Talking Hall of Fame uh, to commemorate that Hall of Fame opening tomorrow. All fans in attendance on the Friday game, that's again tomorrow. If you haven't marked the calendars, do it. It's 7.40 against the Yankees. You will get the Padres Hall of Fame coffee table book presented by Petco. Take home a piece of history. Get your tickets today at Padres.com. When we come back, we'll keep things rolling on episode number 500 of Padres Social Hour with another guest. We caught up with James Blake of the San Diego Aviators yesterday. We'll have that for you when we come back right after this. You want to talk?
Padres, lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. And joining us now in the AMR studio, brought quite the crowd with him. Make some noise, everybody. <laughs> well, the, the man is joining us now, James Blake. James, what's happening? How are you? Not much. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Now, uh, we're, we're taping this on Wednesday. You're throwing yes. the first pitch out on Wednesday's game, mm -hmm. but this will air on Thursday. Mm -hmm. So we're going to know how you did <laughs> on your first pitch, yeah. and we'll get to you know everything else that you're doing here in San Diego over the summer. But first things first, you nervous? How are you going to do on that first pitch out there? Um, I'm a little nervous because my shoulder isn't what it used to be. I, I've, done, uh, I've thrown out first pitch before, and I felt like I I used to have a little bit of heat, and now there's there's not a lot of heat there. So I'm gonna. This one might be more of a lob, just so I don't embarrass myself. You can we'll play see. it safe, and yeah. yeah. It might, this one might be playing it a little safe, kind of laying up a little bit on, on this one. We'll see. Hey, as long as you just get it in the strike zone, the yeah. speed is not not that <laughs> important. Uh, now James Blake is here. He's a member of the San Diego Aviators World Team Tennis. Season kicks off uh, later this summer, July 31st, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, you get to get to call San Diego home for for the season. You're, you're excited? I mean, yeah, I, I love it because, you know, San Diego is my new home. I just moved here last year and got oh, nice. to be a part of the San Diego Aviators last year. And now I want to continue being a part of it. So I get to be a part of opening night this time, play against Stevie Johnson, uh, Orange County, kind of our rivals. So hopefully I can uh, get us a win on opening night. Um, should be a lot of fun. And I'm just happy to be doing something that's involving tennis and the community that I live in now. Now, for World Team Tennis, for people who may not be familiar with it, mm -hmm. uh, they see the name tennis and they probably think with Wimbledon going on now too, mm -hmm. it's just that, but you know, somewhere else. But it's very different from yeah. the rules to the structure to the people that are actually playing. Give yeah. us a quick it's little 411. So it's very different. One of the things that I love the most about it is you get the fans involved. It used to, you know, you're used to hearing quiet please in tennis. This you won't hear quiet please. Make as much noise as you want. Have fun, and it's a team environment as opposed to uh, normally you see just one person out there competing just for himself. You got a team, um, guys and girls all ca uh, compete and uh, all count equally. Billie Jean King's kind of brainchild, the one men and women counting the same. So you got men's singles, men's doubles, women's singles, women's doubles, and then a mixed doubles. Uh, the men and the women play together. So it's a lot of fun. You got to count on your, your women teammates, the women got to count on the men, and it's, uh, it ends up being a lot of fun and a, and a great atmosphere. And you bring the kids out, they can all scream and yell, and you don't need to worry about them, uh, them speaking up at the wrong time. Is, is there any way that you approach uh, your game differently, you know, team tennis, you know, even going back to Davis Cup and things like that in your career? Do you, do you approach it differently, or is it you get out there and you play no matter what the circumstances are? Well, really, I mean, the, the training is what it is, and you, you get out there, you have your ability, but the, the pressure is different when it's for a team. I played on college tennis, I played high school tennis, I played Davis Cup tennis. Um, and team tennis as well, and it's, it's more pressure. I've, I've always felt because you, you're representing more than just yourself. You got your whole team, whether it's for uh, Davis Cup or the Olympics, you're representing your whole country, and it's something you really take pride in. And team tennis is uh, now, it's, I have a real home, home team, and I, I've always loved that, whether it's Davis Cup or college, when you have a home team and a home crowd, or when you're away and they're cheering against you, I've always loved that feeling. And it does add to the pressure, but it's fun. It's just like a team sport. Like out here in baseball, you got your you got your fans that are going crazy every time you do something well at home, and then you go on the road, and they hate everything you do well. But I, I've always <laughs> loved that atmosphere. It's a lot of fun. You, you mentioned Davis Cup. I mean, you've won one of those. You yeah. were the top-ranked U.S. men's player at one point in your life, mm -hmm. five in the world. What's 
When you look back now, you got some perspective. What would you say is your, your career highlight? What do you think is you look back on most fondly? Well, definitely winning the Davis Cup. That was, uh, that was it for me because we did it together. Myself, Andy Roddick, the Bryan Twins, we had such a great journey. And, uh, and to accomplish something as a team, it felt so good. Because you really, for me, I had my, my highest highs and my lowest lows when you're competing for a team. I was so down after some of those losses. You feel like you let the team down. And really, really lucky to have those guys that are now still close friends because they'll pick you up when you're down. They're, they're the ones that are they're grabbing you afterwards when you're so down and saying, hey, we wouldn't have wanted anyone else competing with us. We're proud of you. You did your best. No one else could have done any better. So that made a big difference in my career overall. So to, so to accomplish something together and know that we all factored into that win and hoisting the Davis Cup was, uh, was an absolute thrill for me. It's awesome. As we, uh, you know, a little more than a month away from the Rio Olympics, you were an Olympic athlete yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, what was that experience like? I'm, I, I love the Olympics, and it just seems like one of the most incredible experiences you could possibly have. It really was for me. I love the Olympics. It was one of my, probably my second or third biggest uh, moment of my career because I got to beat Roger Federer, who's number one in the world, in my opinion, the greatest of all time. I beat him at the Beijing Olympics, and that was such a thrill. You know, the dream team called me afterwards. I had signs on my door, and that's wow, something you just don't awesome. expect. You, you had a normal tournament. If I'm playing the Cincinnati tournament and I beat Roger Federer, I come home, I got my mom calling me, I got my brother calling me, I got my coach calling me, and that's about <laughs> it. Just my friends, not, not um, you know, every other Olympian that was watching it and excited and, and putting signs up on your door. So that was a really cool experience to feel like you're a part of. And then just the whole atmosphere in the it, – it's like you're back in college and you're eating in a cafeteria and you got, you know, LeBron James going to McDonald's right next <laughs> to you. And that's – you know, it's pretty cool to, to see and, and to be a part of that environment. And so in Rio, I'm looking forward to seeing these guys uh, compete. And they're not competing for points or prize money, but there's so much pride involved. And when you hear your country instead of your name, Advantage USA instead of Advantage right. Blake, it, it just adds so much to it. And I hope all the logistics work out in Rio. It sounds like it could be, you know, interesting. But – once they get on the court, uh, I'm expecting some great tennis and a lot of pride out of these out of these players. Well, should be a fun couple of weeks uh, yeah. down in Rio. Be a fun couple of weeks here in San Diego for yeah. you as well. We'll get yeah. the information in a bit, but quick Wimbledon picks. Who's going to win it? <sighs> Novak's going to win for the men. He's unstoppable right now. It looks like. And for the women, I, I would say I would say Serena, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say Madison Keys. Madison Keys is playing wow. unbelievable. She's just into the top ten, and I like uh, I like the way she's playing. All right, awesome. And you can catch James Blake playing at the Omni La Costa Resort. You can get your tickets at sandiegoaviators.com and July 31st, home opener, right? July 31st, home opener. Come out and watch me play Stevie Johnson and the Orange County Breakers. Going down. Going down, that's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> James, thank you so much for taking the time. And uh, retroactive good luck on the first pitch. Uh, we'll know how much. you did, don't forget, so thank no pressure. <laughs> that's James Blake. Thanks for swinging by. And thanks to all you guys for stopping by, too. We're back with some more Padres Social Hour right after this. From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. We're back live once again on Padres Social Hour. James Blake, the former U.S. men's tennis number one player, joined us yesterday on the show, and he ended up throwing a pretty good first pitch. So congrats, James. Didn't have the heat. He said his shoulder was a bit bum. But Rotator cuff. Yeah, but yeah. the location was, was pinpoint. So He's an interesting guy. Thanks to answer that. Yeah, yeah, so many stories to tell. So, again, uh, SanDiegoAviators.com to check out all the details uh, for the season. Uh, quickly, uh, before we get to some, uh, some more of the news from today and taking a look at some prospects, as we promised, uh, it is our 500th episode, and we have a special guest here uh, tweeted out earlier. Uh, at Julio Grotto, 1489 said, uh, tweeted a picture of his son in the back seat on our way to see the 500th episode live, Padre Social Hour, and they're here. So thank you very much, guys, for coming down. I think uh, the little man even got one of our celebratory hats 
uh, because uh, they don't fit us, so <laughs> we're glad somebody could wear them. But thanks for coming out, guys. We really do appreciate it. All right, so uh, we'll get to some more memories later on, but uh, it's now been confirmed and announced that Fernando Rodney trade. So uh, AJ Casavell, the MLB.com beat writer for the Padres, confirmed it while we were in that James Blake interview. Padres have now made it official as well. So uh, it's out there. Fernando Rodney to the Marlins now, and the man they get in return, Chris Paddock. He's a right-hander who's been pitching for the Greensboro Grasshoppers down in the South Atlantic League, single A. And uh, the numbers for this kid are insane this year. So he was drafted last year in the eighth round, 2015 draft pick. Uh, So far down in the Sally League, he's made six starts. He's 2-0. He's pitched 28 in the third innings, has allowed only three earned runs. That's an ERA of 0.95. He's struck out 48 batters against just two walks. And opponents are hitting under 100 against him as a starting pitcher. 6'4", 195 pounds. I mean, that's projectable. That's, that's exciting. Numbers like that make you drool in the mouth a little bit. Right. He's a ways <laughs> away, but yes. <laughs> you don't seem that as excited no, as I do, Bill. No, I, I love pitching <laughs> prospects. I like them a little bit when they're a little... It's, it's interesting to me because I, I think that as pitching prospects move up in grade, you know really more about them. There are some guys... There's a history that can blow people away at a low level, and then they struggle when they go higher. Sure. But I know one dynamic that they really love about this guy, just off those stats. AJ's group loves strikeouts versus walks. K to walk, yeah. Right. And it yeah. does not get much crazy. better than uh, 48, 48 in the K two. column and right. 2 right. In, in the walk <laughs> column. Right. Uh, that's actually the league that I started uh, doing play-by-play in, the South Atlantic League. And I saw the very first professional start of one, Madison Bumgarner, in that league. So they can make it, guys right. from that oh, level. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just got to gotta wait yeah. and see. Um, all right, uh, let's take a look now at some of the prospects that have been performing in the Padres system. And for that, we're uh, discovering some prospects brought to us by Pacifico. And to do that, we got to go down farm. Uh-oh. Wait for the end because I love the sound effect most of all. Does Bill dance during this? No. Come I don't on. Look at Do you think Bill dances for anything? Yeah. Uh, we've been talking about him all week in bits and pieces, but I want to give some time to this guy now. Austin Hedges, I mean, he's putting up the best numbers on earth right. pretty much at the plate. Not only last week, but over the last 11 games now. He's got an 11-game hitting streak, which he is 22 for 44 in this hitting streak, 11 games. I'm no math major. You are, but that that's checks five, out to a 500 that's average. 500. Yeah. Plus, his slugging percentage is 800 because he's got nine home runs during this hitting streak, yeah. including in five straight games. His batting average has gone up 100 points during this streak. It's, it's just an absolute incredible run. I mean, five yeah. five straight games with a homer. Right. Andy, this is, I mean, that, talk about getting excited for somebody. Yeah, I like this for Hedges. Obviously, he had to go back down. He had that injury he was dealing with, but he's really made the most of it. I think he's been working on that hitting and getting what he needs to get out of it. What do you project, Bill? What, not what is going to happen, maybe, but what should happen? I mean, what's the best-case scenario? Well, I, th- I think Austin Hedges is the catcher of the future. There's no question. So do you need to rush him in any capacity no, right now? No, because you're not going to bring him up and sit him. He, when he gets back, right. he's going to be the everyday catcher. So it's going to take some type of a trade, and I don't know when that's going to happen. Right. Catchers don't normally go a lot during the season. Catchers are traded in the offseason. You don't see a lot of catchers traded during the season. So it might be next year. But when he gets here, he's going to be the everyday catcher. And uh, 
what my favorite number, we mentioned this earlier in the week, and he was named Pacific Coast League Player, player of, the of the Week for what he did last right. week, by the way. Uh, his OPS, which is on base plus slugging in that week, 1,000 is, like, otherworldly, <laughs> was 1983. Right. He almost had an OPS of 2,000. And what During I told Bob, week, right? yeah, for yeah. that week, what I told Bob Scanlon then, and for the fans who aren't too familiar with OPS, anytime that the number is the year that someone you know was born, <laughs> that's unheard of. So Austin Hedge is a great week. He has continued it with the 11-game hitting streak that's still going on as of today. So, uh, yeah, might be seeing him up here. Whatever the doctors put in that hand, uh, maybe a bionic hand or something in that surgery, it's been working. Uh, let's go now to one other guy that we're going to talk about here down on the farm, and it's uh, Jonathan Pena who says, hey, Austin, five straight games with a homer. I, I can almost do that too. He went four, four in a row, right? right? Yeah, coming he had out a great the, week last right, night too. Right, uh, coming out of the California League All-Star game, Jonathan Pena had uh, homers in four straight games. And uh, uh, this is a guy to me who's interesting because he's very young, 20, yeah. and he's just discovering his power. He's just becoming what they thought he would be, and that would be a power hitter. Yeah, and uh, I mean, again, as we see, and you look at his swing, he just – he looks like he has that build, but you know, having the tools and figuring it out is often two very different things. Right. So it's good to see him finally start, you know, tapping into those prodigious tools that he's got. Six two one eighty and growing. Man, what <laughs> I what I would give. So I'm five nine, about one ninety, and stopping. That's right. that's where I'm at. <laughs> Not quite. Defensively, he's doing well too, right? He's gotten better. Well, he, and actually, it's interesting because he he can play center field, which is. For a guy uh, that right. size. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, so, uh, again, I mean, these are all the guys we check in every week, but there are a lot more of them. And for that, Bill does a weekly write-up down on the farm. It's at Friar Wire. You go to Padres.com slash Friar Wire. Uh, Dina Salon-LeMay, Framil Reyes. A lot of these guys had great weeks. And uh, you can read all about what Bill had to say to about them all in one awesome place. Really impressed by LeMay going to San Antonio and having two really good starts this last week. Yeah, another guy. Uh, we talk about the lack of Padres' top-end pitching prospects. You love seeing a guy like him right. or Michael Kelly that can move really quickly through the system. Kelly, too. Yeah. Kelly has been lights out at El Paso. And now we can add uh, old Paddock in there, Chris Paddock, too, Somewhere. coming over in the Fernando <laughs> interesting Rodney to see trade. where he goes. So, yeah, uh, he, was at, uh, he would be the equivalent of uh, Lake Elsinore. Right, right. California um, League. Yeah, or no, sorry, he was a level below. South oh, that's League right, Midwest below. League. Yeah, right. yeah it's my apologies, yeah. So he would be uh, a Fort Wayne guy if it was just a straight swap, but maybe he moves up because of the system. Who knows? So, so. you become Pena's teammate. There you go. Could all come together very nicely. So we'll see how that all plays out now moving forward. That's uh, Discovering a Prospect Down on the Farm brought to you by Pacifico. Pacifico, a rich logger born in Mazatlan, brought home by surfers, now waiting to be discovered by you. Discover Pacifico. When we come back, we're going to discover the favorite moments from the man who's been here for almost all of the 500 episodes of Padres Social Hour. It's going to be Blooper's Best when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Blooper, Blooper's Best. <laughs> We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. Thank you for joining us on this Padres off day, Thursday afternoon. It's episode number 500, Padres Social Hour. Bill, can you believe it? That no, I I'm just, I was trying to figure out how many I might have been on. Probably pretty close to 33%. Looper. I think we can find that number out yeah, for you. I'd I guess a little more. We're I guess the more, yeah. A little more? I think so. I would put it at 40. Just 
off the top of my head. But I'm sure we could find that out for you. Either way, you've yeah. been an integral part, Bill, of the history of this show. Been here a lot longer than <laughs> I have. <laughs> I, am, I am part of history. You know, yeah, in a good way. Let's not say that derogatorily. <laughs> Does um, Bill get like a statue erected or anything? Yeah. Well, like we are tomorrow in honor of the Padres opening their Hall of Fame. We're going to okay. be inducting some artifacts into the Padres Social Hour oh. Hall of Fame. So there might be a couple Bill Center related good. elements Good. So we won't be there. able to use them anymore. I, I don't know. It might be one of those uh, exhibits where you just loan it and then you get it back. Ah, so gotcha. we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, now, normally every Thursday, we do the Thursday three. I think, Annie, you were here for the first time. We did that new segment, yes. the baseball movies one. We come up with like a top three or a favorite three or whatever like that. Today, I am handing that over to Blooper. It's going to be the Foster Five in honor of the 500th episode. Oh, like and he, <laughs> even though he's only been here for 494 of the 500 episodes, is getting the honors, and he's wearing his party hat like a good go. producer-director should. And I'm going to let Seth, in no particular order, right, Blooper? No order. Uh, just count down. Not count down. I shouldn't say that. But just uh, celebrate five of his favorite moments. So, Blooper, first one, where are you going? This is uh, my favorite moment. That's the only one that's rated. Uh, Bill Center with Lil John and Snoop Dogg. Oh. So two separate moments you've combined into combined one mega Bill, moment. Bill Center with rappers is my favorite part <laughs> of social life. Yep, that's pretty <laughs> much it. And we've got the, we've got the clips, so uh, let's take a look. Of course Trip we down do. memory lane. Bill, uh, you got a yan you? I, no. No? I'm I mean, you're sitting it. next to the actual I'm, professional. I'm Just go it. like this. Yeah! Yeah! All right, that was good. That was good. Now, that's going to be on social media. That probably <laughs> will. Probably the last one I got. <laughs> all good, all good. It's sweet. What did you just do? You just got up and pranced? He couldn't we'll, do we'll, it. We'll never have a better moment than that <laughs> on the show. Uh, oh, oh, that was to drop the mic. That was it. That was, I feel like. But you kind of put the headphones down instead of dropping the mic. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm, I'm not that flashy. All right, it's all I'm good. not that flashy. Don't worry about it. Any slang you can teach Bill so he can be up <laughs> on it with the kids these days? Any slang? Yeah. Yep. You tell everybody they owe you some money, tell them to break bread or fake dead. Break bread or fake dead? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> What's the over-under until Bill uses that on blooper on some episode at some point this year? Where do I get him in the press box today? Thank you. Break <laughs> bread or fake, fake dead? dead. <laughs> I love it. Are we, now, we're, are we emphasizing the fake or the dead? The fake. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would have emphasized the dead. Let me see how you're going to say it. Break bread or fake dead? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> you get one of those hellos out of Snoop Dogg, you know you've done something I right. could watch that on loop all day and still laugh every so time. Good. <laughs> the best part was when we were off the air and I told him that I liked his reggae stuff. And he looked at me like, you listen to my reggae? <laughs> I looked at you the same way. That was the last <laughs> thing I expected <laughs> out of your mouth when we were prepping for that, uh, for that show. That's the one oh. thing, by the way, not having the headsets anymore. You can't do a drop the mic because you have to unplug and unhook. There's right. not as dramatic of, of a thing. You could but. hang yourself, though. Well, let's uh, try and avoid that. <laughs> That's uh, right the last thing we want to do. Yeah. <laughs> we want to make it at least 500 more episodes, Bill. So uh, we got we to keep it, keep it going. Speaking of keeping it going, so that's Blooper's top. But now as we keep going to the Foster Five, Blooper, what's next? The first episode. Uh, wow. Oh, yeah. Entire life. That was a good Look one. at the set. So, yeah, yeah, we're looking at a screenshot from the first episode, March 28th, 2014. <laughs> Andrew Kashner looks about 13. <laughs> look at the look on his, his first face. Beard. Yeah, <laughs> he looks like a deer in headlights. Uh, and the set, yeah, very bare bones, very, very uh, industrial look. We've added some paraphernalia since then. But, man, how, how times have changed. All right, Blooper. Next one is uh, having Ro uh, Roger Craig on. Yes. A teammate of Jackie Robinson on Jackie Robinson Day. That was one of my all-time favorite stories, moments. Oh, yeah. About it. That was super cool. 
Bill, yeah, what we were both on that for that day? one. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys remember from that day? That, that that looks like fun. For me, it was just here's someone you know at a time that you've seen the movies about, you've heard about, you've read about, but then here's someone on the couch telling you about what it was actually like because he was Jackie Robinson's teammate. I mean, it was just it brought it all together for me. Right. And Roger's such a great Roger's such a great guy anyway. I love Roger Craig. That was great. Uh, April of 2014. Uh, so, Blooper, let's, uh, let's keep the train moving. Last one I have a photo for is the uh, famous backpack show. <laughs> oh, show. oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. And Jesse hosted an entire show with just his backpack. Now, I have been told, I've heard this legend, but uh, evidently, until now, well, for sure until now, the episode has not existed. It's been a lost episode. I didn't press record because I was vault. so nervous because nobody was here. Right. Blue oh, was is so that right? I yes. was so nervous that there was no one here. He was scrambling around. He <laughs> forgot to push record because we archive all the episodes. They go up online. Right. That one has yeah. been lost to time. However... Evidently, there may be an uncovering here. Yes. Blooper, do you have an update for us? Yes, I was able to get my hands on the episode this morning. So either this weekend when Jesse's here for the Hall of Fame tomorrow, we'll... Uh, How about that? Well, uh, the magic of 500. We both called in that day. I stopped by. Right. You called in. Right. Um, but I was wearing... I was like walking around downtown, so I was wearing a baseball cap. And right. It just was... an o- The whole thing was odd yet awesome at the same time. That's how some of the, most of the best shows are. It's when you have no idea what's going on right. and you kind of just make it what happen. What surprised so. me is that Backpack actually knew more than Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I won't know until I see it tomorrow, but I, I'll take your word for, on it for now. Now, uh, people were asking, is Jesse going to be here today? He, he's worked so hard. He travels so much. He's got a newborn kid. We want to let him enjoy the off day, the right. day off, so Jesse will not be calling or stopping by. But he's on on Saturday, right? Yes. So we'll have plenty of time to talk to Jesse about his memories. He's been here for the bulk of the episodes as well. Uh, so we'll have plenty of time this weekend to talk to Jesse, watch the backpack footage, which I'm excited to see because I've heard so much about that episode. So it's really uh, it a birthday be a week. One. You know, you just you stretch it out. That's how I do my personal birthday, so why not do it for <laughs> social hours, too? Yeah, you, you know me very well, Andy, already. Um, all right, and now I'm going to put you guys. So that's, that's all you got, Blooper, right? Those are, your, those are your big five. Yeah, I just have two more quick ones. Me and you running the bases, showing how slow we are. Yeah, that was, that was uh, a low light, some would say. the last show of last season when every co-host was yeah. on and the couch was like four people on the couch. Right, it was great. the, the Jesse farewell tour <laughs> episode. Yeah, that was just last episode of the season. We didn't know. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, nice. Every co-host was on. That's pretty good. I've... We're going to have to try and squeeze in more. Just keep going higher and higher at the end of every right. year. What do you guys think? <laughs> that work? Yeah, sure. we have right, more awesome. people this year. Uh, I'm putting you guys now on the Cholula hot seat. We've heard Blooper's top memories. I want to know if you guys were to pick one, and we'll start uh, ladies first with you, Annie. What's your favorite memory of the first 500 episodes of Padre Social Hour? Yes, a quick shout-out to the Lil John and Snoop episodes <laughs> and also SpongeBob with Bill, which I, was also yeah, fun. One of my favorites. But I, uh, I was able to host when Trevor Hoffman was inducted into the Padres Hall of Fame, and so he stopped by the show, and there was just so much energy in the ballpark that day, as there usually is when it's Trevor Hoffman. But it, it was a fun day. That was a really fun episode. I enjoyed that one. How about you, Bill? Mine was earlier this year, actually, with the... Uh, Medal of Honor winner. Ah, I yes. Florent Grober. Yes. Right. And I was, I was really taken, I mean, honestly, uh, honored that I was sitting there with the man. He, I mean, he was incredible. To right. the, his story, incredible. his journey, and to be able to now turn it into the positive that right, he has right. and affecting other lives. Uh, I could tell. I was here with you. You, you don't get starstruck, but you definitely get awestruck, and he was someone right. that, that did that to you. Absolutely. And when I – and especially – when he told of how the situation unfolded, mm-hmm. and it was just the pure professionalism in the middle of chaos that really struck me. Yeah, it's that, that's the 
Wayne mentioned it earlier. It's the cool thing about this show. Right. You get this whole mix of different right. stuff. You have your baseball Hall of Famers. You have your right. current players and coaches. You have people that have done incredible, extraordinary, literally heroic right. things. And we, you got SpongeBob. And you got SpongeBob. <laughs> and <Right>. Snoop Dogg. <laughs> and Lil John. And Blooper. That 494 what, yeah. times out of 500. You got it all. It's really good. That is what makes it good is that yeah. you never know and you've got such a diverse slice of everything and, and you get to hear from so many different people. Yeah. And uh, may the memories continue. We have All-Star Week coming up. I'm sure we'll try and get some <laughs> Interesting people in. Comic-Con? Uh, Comic-Con will be here. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a lot going on the rest of the year. So uh, to another 500 at least. Gotcha. Sound good to everybody? Cheers. Works for me. Uh, that's them on the Cholula Hot Seat. Uncapped real flavor with Cholula Hot Sauce. The hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. When we come back, we will be wrapping up this off-day edition, episode number 500's worth of Padres Social Hour. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. Thank you to everyone joining us on this 500th episode of Padres Social Hour. But don't think we're going to be resting on our laurels just because we got to the milestone. We've got a great weekend coming up. Uh, we're going to have our Social Hour Hall of Fame tomorrow. The Yankees are in town. Uh, Bob Scanlon and Chris Ella will be on the show tomorrow night. Uh, Jesse Agron will pop in uh, to talk about his memories. And then on Sunday as well, heading into July 4th, we have, Bill, you'll be on that show, a very special guest joining us on that Sunday episode too. Right. Jack Ench, uh, Vietnam veteran, former... Uh uh, prisoner of war, uh, absolutely great personality. He also helped set up the military program that the that the Padres now are famous for. Mm -hmm. uh, it he started it here. It's become the the cornerstone for what Major League Baseball does. And I am going to be honored to be sitting here. Not that I'm not honored to be sitting here with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's be here to unveil. The Padres are unveiling a, uh, a Palomia Chair of Honor, Prisoner of War. Yes. Oh, Chair yes, of Honor, right. It's going to be a highlight of the weekend for sure. All right, well, thanks, uh, Blooper, for being here for almost all 500 episodes. Thank thanks you for being those here. Thanks for those here. Nikki, Maddie, Andy, Bill, it was a pleasure. And thanks to you guys for watching. We hope you join us for the next 500. See ya.